the instructions thus far the <coughs> view the breath in an exclusive way. That is, whatever the distraction, we always come back to the breathing time and time again. And in this aspect of practice, where the emphasis is on calming and stabilizing the mind, We're using one object, the breath, as a way to unify the tendency of the mind to be dispersed, scattered. And so all of the energy of the mind converges around the breathing as we come back to it time and time again. Unifying the mind and eventually bringing mind, breath, and body together. Another way of putting that, establish a certain stability from which we can investigate the full richness of the mind and body, and that will be emphasized a little bit later in the retreat. But even for right now, It can be helpful to do a little bit of that. For example, you bring attention to the breathing. When you breathe in, you know that you're breathing in. When you breathe out, you know that you're breathing out. However, something comes up, extreme bodily discomfort, perhaps a deep sadness that you brought with you on the retreat. Whatever it is, the key thing is that it becomes problematic. If it becomes problematic, it keeps pulling your attention away from the breath over and over again. then practically it's very helpful to turn to that itself, to give it a few moments' attention. Let's say we feel very restless. And this restlessness intrudes upon our ability to be with the breathing. 
over and over again. It can be helpful to then turn to the restlessness itself. Acknowledge it. Give it a few moments. Experience it without judging it, without grasping onto it. Just, okay, I know you're there. Later on in the retreat, we'll be assimilating everything that happens into the practice. But for right now, it's almost entirely the breathing, except when something becomes problematic. Now, should that happen, you can stay in touch with the breathing. That is, you're still aware that you're breathing in and breathing out, but you enlarge the scope so the focus includes the restlessness or the pain, bodily discomfort, or a particularly powerful mood. So for just a few moments, would be breathing in, I know there is sadness in the mind. Breathing out, I know there is sadness in the mind. Or breathing in, I experience an ache in the lower back. Breathing out, I experience an ache in the lower back. Not so much the words, just I'm trying to convey to you what you do. You're with the breath. The breath at the beginning perhaps feels like it's in the background, but you enlarge the scope to include what has become problematic. And that's one way to practice. And some of you who've been practicing a while have another way, which is where you drop the breath temporarily and just focus attention on the distraction. And then as it cools down a bit or leaves, or just having acknowledged it can make it less problematic, then you return to the breathing. This is done to minimize the tendency for the practice to become too much of a struggle. Fighting to keep your attention with the breathing. Now, strictly speaking, you can make the breath an exclusive object of attention. And no matter what comes up, you just remember to gracefully come back without any blaming. And whatever is raging is raging in the background. However, practically, if that doesn't seem feasible, then please use the suggestion that was just made. disappears while breathing.
on walking meditation, which we'll be doing in a few moments. There are, there are many, many forms of walking meditation. And some of you already have found a way of doing walking meditation. You have a walking practice that uh, you're happy with, comfortable with. And if that's so, <clears throat> I see no reason to change. You're welcome to continue to do that. I'd like to suggest one form of walking meditation which does have a certain advantage in the context of this teaching in that it uses the breath. And so it's still another way to help keep the breathing conscious. And as that more and more becomes a reality, that helps mindfulness stay alive. It helps us stay awake. So, from that point of view, it, it may be useful for some of you. Can you see my hands? Everyone, these are feet for the time being. Everyone, can you see them back there? I mean, I'll talk, talk through it as well. Um, <clears throat> I'm assuming you all know where the walking paths are. Is there anyone who doesn't know where to do the walking meditation? Yeah. Right out here, uh, underneath the meditation hall, and then put in the annex. Okay, and when the, when the weather is better, you can, of course, do it outside. Uh, a good way to begin is, let's say, that you have your back, <clears throat> your back to the wall, and you're facing the extent of your track, the track that you're on. Uh, I would stand for a few moments and just stand and breathe, collect yourself. And when you feel really present, after a few breaths perhaps, then let the walking meditation happen. And in this form, what you do is, here are these feet, you wait for the in-breath to come. And as the in-breath comes, you raise up the heel. And then you allow the out-breath to just happen. It sort of washes over. You don't move. The heel is poised in a static position. So you on the in-breath, the heel raises up. It's coordinated with the in-breath. And then you allow the out-breath to just happen. And then you wait for the next in-breath. And when the in-breath happens, you rise up. And when the out-breath happens, you come down. And then again, there's a waiting. Sometimes it's immediate, sometimes not. On the next in-breath, the heel raises up in coordination with the breathing. Then you allow the out-breath to go. Just let it pass. Then you wait for the next in-breath. And when that comes, coordinate the raising up with it and the coming down with the out-breath. Uh, the key, there's a, an important kind of learning that can go on with this particular form of walking. And that is, it's letting the breath lead the way. It's not that you set a walking pace and the breath kind of kicks in with it, learns how to keep up with it. But rather, it's learning what we're learning in the sitting practice, how to surrender to the breathing. So that you have to be very sensitive to the breath. And you wait for an in-breath, and then when it comes, you raise up your heel, 
let the out-breath go. You wait until the next in-breath. Raise up with it. And then come down on the out-breath. And at first you might find yourself uh, pushing the breath around, doing it. But little by little you learn how to just be with the breathing and let the, the breathing lead the way. And so that's some of the training in this. If while you're doing it, you feel a a barrage of thoughts and worries and plans and maybe you don't like this technique or you get bored with it or whatever. Uh, In other words, you're, you're losing it. Just stop wherever you are in the middle of your path. Come to a halt, stand. Allow a few breaths to happen consciously and then when you feel ready, resume the same uh, technique. Any questions about it? Do you understand at least the instructions? It's best for you to do it and then you'll perhaps have questions coming out of your experience. I think to play safe, I'm going to go through it just one more time. Those of you who uh, understand it, just bear with me. When you're ready, let's say you stand and breathe and then on the inhalation, the heel raises up. You allow the out-breath to just happen naturally. And then on the next inhalation, there's a raising up and the coming down on the exhalation. Perhaps a pause and allowing that process to happen again. When you come to the end of the track, let's say you come to the opposite wall, it can be very useful to just, to just stand for a few breaths few conscious breaths, and then do the turning in as conscious a way as possible, integrating the breathing with it. Okay. Uh, Another reminder, which you'll be hearing until it becomes a little bit more natural for all of us, there are many bells that happen during the day. Sometimes we're walking, sometimes we're sitting, sometimes we're eating, we're online, we're getting dressed, we're in the bathroom. Whenever you hear a bell, stop and breathe consciously three times. Or just allow the breath to flow naturally and be there with it. So that, for example, at the end of the walking period right now, instead of coming right back into the hall, you would pause wherever you are on the path as you hear the bell and then just uh, experience three breaths consciously and then come into the hall. Reminder, that when you shift your posture, you feel you need to do so by either standing up crossing your legs differently, whatever adjustment you make, if you can do it while staying in touch with the breathing, and being mindful of all the movements that are needed. To stand up, to cross one leg or another. Then the current of mindfulness is not interrupted. It's flow. 
And so although the posture changes, the practice continues. What I'd like to do uh, for the next 10 or 15 minutes is a little breath awareness exercise. I'll be directing your attention to the breathing in certain ways and asking you questions, which you'll be answering for yourself to yourself. There are no right or wrong answers. The questions are mainly a device to get you to look more carefully, to get a little bit of practice looking more carefully. As you observe the breathing, wherever that is, and my remarks will be mainly uh, with the breath at the nose in mind, but I understand that some of you are working at the abdomen, etc. I think you'll find it easy to adapt. Or you can just switch to the nose for the next, it'll only be about 10 or 15 minutes. We've been interested in whether the breath is entering or leaving for a couple of days now. Begin to notice the, the length or the depth of the breathing. Relative to what you know about your own breathing, Is the breathing deep or shallow?
As the breath becomes deeper, it's generally slower. Keeping the depth of the breathing in mind. Observing the next few breaths. Is there any difference between the in-breath and the (coughs) out-breath? Are they about the same depth? Or does one go deeper than the other? My out-breath is about twice the depth of my in-breath. How is it for you? Please remember the answer isn't, it's not like there's a right or wrong answer. It's the care and looking that we're developing. sensitivity to the world of the breath. My own in-breath and out-breath are about the same now. Any changes come about for you just in the short time that we've been observing? Or has it remained about the same?
And as you examine your breathing in terms of the quality, would you say the breath is coarse or fine? relative to what you know of your own breathing. Some of you are perhaps straining, trying too hard. And in regard to the, the quality of the breathing, any difference between the in-breath and the out-breath? Is the texture the same or is there some difference in regard to coarseness, fineness, smoothness, roughness, sometimes as the breath goes in and out of the nostrils, feels like silk and other other times it more like canvas, can even be slightly cutting. How is it for you at this moment? A slightly different way of looking at the breathing. As you take the next few in-breaths. Do you experience these breaths as pleasant? As 
as unpleasant. Or neutral, that is neither. It's not something that you have to think about a lot. It's an immediate response. How does the breathing feel to you at this moment? With the out-breath as well? Pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? As you observe the feeling of pleasantness or unpleasantness or neither in the breathing, do you see any change from breath to breath or does it remain pretty much the same? Continuing our journey, as you experience the in and out breath, are they flowing evenly through both nostrils? Or is the flow more free in either the left or right nostril? If you're not working at the nose, you might want to see if you feel the breath on one side of the abdomen or chest more than the other. 
or if the sensations are evenly distributed. The nose, you can feel the breath flowing more freely through one nostril or not. And if one nostril is more open, walk inside it with your mindfulness. See where you're feeling the touch of the breathing, the nostril being tube-like, the ceiling and floor, walls and some depth. Where is the nasal passageway being touched? If you're in other parts of the body, just look really carefully as to where the breath is felt. Now simply return to your breathing at the nose, wherever, and let's review what we've already done. To see if any change has taken place in terms of the depth, the long and shortness of the breath. Is it about the way in which you found it at the beginning? Or has 10 or 15 minutes of conscious breathing changed matters? about the coarseness or fineness of the breath?
relative to each other of the in and out breath remain the same? Finally, the feelings of pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. Examining the breathing once again. Now just let go of the whole exercise and drop it and practice the way you wish to practice. Forget the answers, the questions. Just sit and breathe. Breathe. 